Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise busy lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. In yesterday's episode, we covered the first part of Jacob's sermon to his people, where he warns them about the problems that can arise by seeking to get rich for the wrong reasons, and counsels them on how to seek the kingdom of God first, so that when we do accumulate wealth, it will be with the purpose of helping those around us. This, however, was just the warm-up for Jacob. Now he goes into a much more challenging topic. Quote, And now I make an end of speaking unto you concerning this pride. And were it not that I must speak unto you concerning a grosser crime, my heart would rejoice exceedingly because of you. But the word of God burdens me because of your grosser crimes. For behold, thus saith the Lord, This people begin to wax in iniquity. They understand not the scriptures, for they seek to excuse themselves in committing whoredoms. Wherefore, my brethren, hear me, and hearken to the word of the Lord. For there shall not any man among you have, save it be, one wife, and concubines he shall have none. For I, the Lord God, delight in the chastity of women, and whoredoms are an abomination before me. Thus saith the Lord of hosts." So the people of Nephi are starting to become promiscuous. Some are having multiple wives, others are having mistresses, and God is pretty mad about this. He commands them to only have one wife and no mistresses, saying that anything else is an abomination in his eyes. This is pretty straightforward, and I don't want the purpose of this episode to be teaching about the details of the law of chastity. Jacob has done a fine job of that in this scripture. One spouse and no affairs outside of marriage. I want to instead focus on why God is so upset about the Nephites' behavior. His words are directed to the men of the congregation, But the teachings obviously apply equally to men and women. So if you're a woman listening to this, just do the translation in your head as you listen to some of these scriptures. Quote, For behold, I, the Lord, have seen the sorrow and heard the mourning of the daughters of my people in the land of Jerusalem. Yea, and in all the lands of my people, because of the wickedness and abominations of their husbands. And I will not suffer, saith the Lord of hosts, that the cries of the fair daughters of this people which I have led out of the land of Jerusalem, shall come up unto me against the men of my people, saith the Lord of hosts. For they shall not lead away captive the daughters of my people because of their tenderness. Save I shall visit them with a sore curse, even unto destruction. For they shall not commit whoredoms like unto them of old, saith the Lord of hosts. End quote. The entire Book of Mormon so far has been the story of the Lord helping to extricate a righteous family out of Jerusalem to prevent them from being corrupted and destroyed like the rest of Jerusalem. Every story we've read so far, every miracle we've seen, from Nephi rescuing the plates of scripture from Laban, to using the Liahona to navigate the wilderness, to building a boat and sailing across the ocean, to the Nephites escaping again from the Lamanites back into the wilderness to set up their own society. All of the events were directed and made possible by the Lord to keep the Nephites away from sin and immorality, to keep them pure and to raise up a covenant-keeping people. In other words, the Lord led the Nephites to where they are at currently so they can be happy. And now, for God to see his daughters in pain because their husbands are starting to sleep around, it's almost as if the whole thing was a failure. Might as well have just stayed in Jerusalem. So the Lord comes down pretty hard on the people through his prophet Jacob to call them to repentance. Quote, 
And now behold, my brethren, ye know that these commandments were given to our father Lehi. Wherefore, ye have known them before, and ye have come unto great condemnation. For ye have done these things which ye ought not to have done. Behold, ye have done greater iniquities than the Lamanites, our brethren. Ye have broken the hearts of your tender wives, and lost the confidence of your children, because of your bad examples before them. And the sobbings of their hearts ascend up to God against you. And because of the strictness of the word of God, which cometh down against you, many hearts died, pierced with deep wounds. End quote. So the law of chastity, as taught in the scriptures and in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and many other churches, is that an individual should not have sexual relations outside of their marriage relationship. This is perhaps the single commandment of the Lord that most distinguishes followers of Christ from the secular world, where promiscuity is often condoned and even showcased in virtually all of the TV shows, movies, and music that we are exposed to. If you finished this season of The Bachelor on ABC, which I promise I don't watch, you'll recall that Madison, one of the final contenders, a woman of faith who was living the law of chastity and waiting until marriage to have sexual relations, finally broke up with Pilot Pete because he was being a sleazeball and hooking up with everyone else on the show. Good for you, Madison. That probably wasn't an easy decision, but you did the right thing. Pilot Pete didn't deserve you. I remember when I was a senior in high school, long before I joined the church, it was time for prom, and my high school girlfriend at the time had just broken up with me about a week or two before the dance, leaving me without a prom date my senior year of high school. I know, right? I was devastated. Well, it turned out that a good friend of mine, Connie, who happened to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, also did not have a date for prom yet. Given that there were about three Latter-day Saints in my high school in Missoula, Montana, this probably wasn't that surprising, and perhaps many of you might be able to relate. Well, we decided to go to prom together, and while I didn't know much about the Latter-day Saint church at that point, the one thing I did know based on the reputation of the church was that I would probably be home from prom before midnight. Thanks, Connie, for being a positive influence in my life. About six years later, it was Connie and her husband that ended up being the members of the church that helped me to find Christ and make the choice to be baptized. So back to the Nephites. Quote, Ye have broken the hearts of your tender wives and lost the confidence of your children because of your bad examples before them. End quote. This is why breaking the law of chastity is so damaging. We break the hearts of those that love us and cause our children to lose faith in us because of our bad examples. One bad decision can destroy a family. Now, I don't think the concept of chastity within marriage is limited to having an affair with someone else. I think there's a broad spectrum of actions, thoughts, and words that can damage our family relationships, which each of us should ponder for ourselves to make sure we are doing or not doing the necessary things to protect and build our marriages, our future marriages. So then, to really drive the point home with his people, Jacob compares these sinful Nephites to the Lamanites. Quote, Behold, the Lamanites your brethren, whom ye hate because of their filthiness and the cursings which hath come upon their skins, are more righteous than you. For they have not forgotten the commandment of the Lord, which was given unto our father, that they should have, save it were, one wife, and concubines they should have none. And there should not be whoredoms committed among them, and now this commandment they observe to keep. Behold, their husbands love their wives, and their wives love their husbands, and their husbands and their wives love their children. 
and their unbelief and their hatred towards you is because of the iniquity of their fathers. Wherefore, how much better are you than they in sight of your great creator? O my brethren, I fear that unless ye shall repent of your sins, that their skins will be whiter than yours, when ye shall be brought with them before the throne of God. So the Lamanites, the same people that had driven out Nephi and his people originally, who had forsaken the commandments and chosen not to follow Christ, Jacob is saying that because the Lamanites do this most important thing of loving their families and keeping the law of chastity, they are more righteous than the Nephites. Well, as I read this chapter, it certainly reaffirms my belief in the law of chastity and why it is so important. But the concept of treating our eternal companion with love and respect and setting a good example for our children extends far beyond just sexual morality. In all aspects of our family life, we should be striving to make our wife or husband feel loved and appreciated and treat them like the special daughter or son of God that they are. Our children should be able to watch how we treat each other in marriage and learn from our positive example the type of future eternal companion that they want to be and have. As we make the choice to follow our Savior today, let's make sure we remember that the first step is to treat our families the way that Christ would treat them and make sure that they feel, through us, the love that Heavenly Father has for them. Thank you for listening today, and we'll see you next time.